Welcome back to the Majestic Goddesses. If you're new here to our show, my name is Lee Leone. And my name is Linnell. We upload a new episode every other Sunday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Um, we, for like three or four weeks, we will be changing that to like every week. So every Sunday at 7 a.m. just to see how like how things go. If you actually want to listen to us weekly instead of bi-weekly. <laughs> if not, we'll change it back. Um, today our discussion will be on love languages and what those are, what they mean, and some examples of them. Because growing up, I didn't know what the fuck they were, so. Well, you're not alone, because I didn't know about this until I was, like, in college. Oh, Yeah, damn. I didn't know about the love languages until then. I was like, what? This is a thing? One of my aunts came up to me and was like, I think we need to sit down <laughs> and do this. <laughs> like, we're having sex talk or something. <laughs> It's like, you're going to learn about love languages. Yeah. <laughs> You've been sleeping with a lot of people. And this is the nice way of me telling you <laughs> to learn about love because all your boyfriends have issues or exes. Mm. Or maybe it was me. Anyway, um, so mine are acts of service and physical touch. I don't think there's one above the other for me personally. I feel like they're both equal. Um, what are yours, Linnell? I actually took the test this morning to reconfirm <laughs> that my top one is physical touch, and then quality time comes after that. So those are my major ones. And um, so we're going to read them off, and then I'll go back and we'll do the definition of them. There's words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, receiving gifts, physical touch and that's it um the first one words of affirmation basically are verbal compliments that express your love and appreciation and respect um acts of service would be doing something for your partner that you know they would like and then quality time spending fruitful and attentive oh my god attentive time with the people <laughs> closest to you um, receiving gifts, um, self-explanatory feels most loved when their partner gives them tangible items. And physical touch, you prefer to be physical um, or have physical expressions of love over all the other expressions, which doesn't necessarily mean sex, but anything intimate, anything with touch. Like holding hands, dancing, massages, cuddling, public displays of affection. Um, you could be working out or playing sports, but I feel like those two go with like quality time. I was gonna say that it's more, so more like, like a, as well, kind of both. You're spending time me. doing an activity with. When I'm working out, I want someone to touch my ass. <laughs> but, be like, yeah. good job, baby. <laughs> Smack it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really loud, so everyone you hears. Did so great. <laughs> That's my girl. Just kidding. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you have any other examples of physical touch? <laughs> Sex? Oral? Well, you pretty much just basically said it. I oh. was just saying, like, anything with physical attention. Like, you could be, like, touching them on the shoulder, giving them a massage. Um, and you already touched upon, like, holding hands. 
I like holding hands, but like stuff like holding hands, like little mannerisms that someone might do to like show, like whether it's like a shoulder touch and they squeeze it or something. I mean, obviously, if I don't know you, I'm gonna I'm gonna want to fucking punch you. But <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> you're it's, not allowed. You're gonna be like I backhanded. <laughs> um, but people I love, um, or like just a partner in general, um, I love those little things. Yeah, like I wouldn't want an acquaintance just to like touch me and I uh, like receive it uncomfortably. I'm like, um, okay, I don't know why you did that, but okay. Oh. <laughs> your, I want to say Hattie. Yeah, Hattie's love. Room Ella Enchanted, for those of you who don't know, she goes, oh. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Like, to me, I also, like, oh, I forgot what it's called. It's not, like, a stroke, but it's, like, light touch. And you're just, like, kind of tracing. Stroke seems like a sex word. Like, I think it does. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I was like. It's not that I was going for. <laughs> um, I know what you mean. But it's, like, a light tracing using your fingers, like, to just go over it very softly. Yeah, that used to bug me. Like, they used to irritate the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, I'd want it hard or never. <laughs> <laughs> All or nothing. Yeah, oh pretty much. <laughs> I've learned to settle down. <laughs> settle for less. <laughs> pretty much. No I'm kidding. I've learned to settle for the in between. Um, and the in between for me is I didn't realize what intimacy or romantic chemistry was either. Um, intimacy being a feeling of being close and emotionally connected and supported, being able to share a whole range of experiences that we have as human beings. Um, I had no idea what that meant. I didn't even know there was a word for it. <laughs> but as I grow older, um, I know much more about it. And that's something now that it has to be in our relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for those, I think I thought I understood or knew or thought I knew what they meant. But seeing it in practice is kind of different than just, like, hearing or learning about it. I guess that being intimate was, like just sex but it's not yeah it's like it's, it's like a little bit not. more uh, yeah um at least with emotional intelli- intelligence i feel that's like yeah. a big key thing yeah the romantic chemistry being it says on google focuses on characteristics present between two people that sentence doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, you wrote doesn't it. Make, <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, um, focuses on characteristics present between two people, including mutual interests, mutual interests, similarity, and intimacy. The more present these are, the stronger the bond between the two people. Nice. So how would you define that for people? How would you say... Which is intimacy, which one's chemistry? Um, like, the basic thing. Intimacy being more emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm, nope. Okay, let me think about this. <laughs> I was wondering. I feel like chemistry is almost like... Okay, I don't... I feel like it's just seeing how well you'd be together. Thanks like, for answering the question <laughs> when you asked me. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I'm just wondering if you had something. Know. No, like, I didn't. If you had, like, a phrase or something that you could help other people remember. No. I, like, I don't know. I ain't that smart. <laughs> just kidding. Yes, you are. 
Um, I'm still learning about intimacy and chemistry. Okay. Lionel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, chemistry it's is basically the bond or basically the things um, with hobbies. Um, it could be like how you grew up. Um, that could be a thing or um, some like the traditions if your culture has different traditions and respect guidelines and things that you do um, and if you're both on the same level with your love languages and you're very intimate um, emotionally I feel like we need some examples of intimacy mm-hmm. I was like oh I don't really have any <laughs> <laughs> look it up Yep, we're gonna go ask the Google. <sighs> Examples of intimacy. So, some examples of being intimate, um, like kissing, holding hands, cuddling, skin to skin. What she was saying earlier, it's not stroking. <laughs> Well, skin to skin touching is more like you're just in their, like, what's it called? Bubble space. space. Yeah. <laughs> I have a cousin who like hates that. when people are in her bubble. Like, she'll, like, slap you in the <laughs> face. Be like, get away from me, okay? Yeah, my sister will, like, kind of push me. She's like, I, I don't need you touching me right now. <laughs> yeah. Which same. is funny, because we're both, like, <laughs> that way. But it's funny, because when... Like, I wear t-shirts or something, and if somebody's, like, rubbing against my skin like that, I'm just like, ooh, ooh. That doesn't feel great. It feels weird. Hey, let me look at your face. Are you handsome? Uh, sorry. Don't touch me. <laughs> it's like, I need to see how handsome you are by touching your face. I need to see how big your dick is. <laughs> That's one way of touching. For a girl, I feel like it's obvious. For a guy, it's, like, hidden, so... Anyway, um... <laughs> I guess that's what intimacy is. Yeah, basically chemistry is just having all of them. And I feel like chemistry, you can't find with everyone. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like sometimes it can be hard. I don't know if that's just because I live in fucking Utah. <laughs> Could be, but... Um, Maybe it is. I don't know, I haven't really... For those of you who don't know, everyone's married um, as soon as they're out of high school. And then later on in their 20s, like their later 20s, early 30s, maybe, they'll get divorces. And then and be on to their second or third marriages. Yep. <laughs> um, by the time sad. they're 30. Yeah. Um, anyway, on lighter news, um, <laughs> words of affirmation, um, how to express it. Basically, sending text messages, calling, um, writing notes, doing cards for people, doing old-fashioned letters, um, writing poems to them. Um, any one of those would really work. I feel like, I feel like texting almost shouldn't count because it's not as... But then, I guess for me, I need something physical, so... Mm. Maybe that works for some people, but it doesn't affect me. Unless I'm reading an erotic book. Nothing affects me. <laughs> reading word of affirmation. Wise. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the one I struggle with then. I was wondering, like, do you like it when somebody says, oh, you did such a good job with this because you did this? this no, this? I don't feel it. No. Mm. Like, they're going to have to slap my ass. <laughs> well... <laughs> Part. Slap. Good job. <laughs> We're at work. Good job, Lee. That'd be weird. 
God, Linnell. I'm just kidding. I should have thought of this beforehand. Um, but no, even like a high five or like you have to be very excited. I love people who are very passionate and very like outgoing. And I think that's because of Tisa um, growing up with her. But I love people who are like that. So if you're not like that and you're like, <laughs> good job, Lee. Then I'm like, where's oh, the ints? Okay, the uh. And I'm gonna like, think I you don't like, actually mean it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you're just saying it. Yeah, that's why I kind of also struggle with words of affirmation because I'm like, do you actually mean it, or are you just saying it just to, like, say something or show appreciation? Right, like the small talk. <sighs> yeah. Not everyone does that, especially like when you go to other states and you're like, oh, nobody actually gives a shit. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in Utah and you're hiking, you're walking, you're anytime that you're at the store people always say hello they're like how are you doing they'll they're open to give you like a compliment or just like open up a conversation and like like you've been friends and you have no idea like you've never met this person you live in a great area i don't know at all oh it's just like a be direct get it done all right get out of there nope i run into those people all the time lucky i don't know if that's because i'm an empath um when you're an empath, one of the things is usually people who need more healing or something, they just randomly go up to you and they start talking about things. I've had that happen a lot. Yeah. Um, like when I used to be in Office Depot or like retail and I'd be up front and center with customers, I just had people who would start crying and they'd go through mm. like all of, like this one woman. She was a mother and her daughter was in her 20s and she had died um through like an accident um or something with like hiking or something outdoors and she just started crying and she just started like she was going Um, and she just started going and like the empath in me was like obviously comforting her in the best way and telling her things and that's exhausting but (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know that happens to me a lot more i guess Hmm. Well, I try to, like, open up the conversation and seem friendly, and then sometimes people, like, engage and want to talk a little bit and start talking You seem more to me. closed off, no offense. Yeah, I am, because I'm like, I don't know how to start the conversation or to turn it to. I'm like, I don't know what you want to talk about. Oh, and I guess that might be, like, the empath psychic thing in me, where if I, I can pick up on those things. Mm-hmm. And then, like, subconsciously, I just use them, and I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. So never mind. Well, I know there's some people that are, like, okay with talking to me, and, like, those try to start a conversation. Yeah, I didn't mean, like, nobody. <laughs> nobody wants to talk to you. No, I didn't mean it like that. Sorry. I just meant, like, uh, sometimes you, like, you come off that way, probably to other people who are looking at you who don't know you. Yeah. I, I And we kind of, like, that. standoffish. I'm a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> But you're very like. But you're very friendly once you're like good. Yeah, once I get to know them a little bit better, if I I like hear them in conversation with other people, then I'll be like, oh okay, they seem cool, they seem chill. Um, I'll want to talk to them. (laughs) Cause you didn't before. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Cause Um, I'm like I don't know what to say to them. Acts of service. basically cooking for them it's basically working for them and i feel like maybe my this is my grandpa because he likes to work and work and so i don't like if i didn't have that i don't know if that would actually be a strong in my life actually right now 
I don't think it would because I know physical touch is mine. Um, but I think because of that, because it was a huge um, thing for me growing up, is him working like, you know, all those crazy hours. He did graveyards and he did yard work in the daytime. Wow. And I tried to do those things, have two jobs, and it was extremely hard. Like, I felt like my my body was failing. And I was, like, falling asleep driving home oh, and stuff. Geez. And I ended up quitting one of them and staying at Lowe's. But um, another one is cooking for them, filling up their gas tank, doing their chores, taking them to the spa, taking them to a favorite concert of, or, like, just a favorite artist of theirs or something or a favorite poet. Um, and doing it, like, not because they asked you, not because it's their birthday, not because it's an event... But just because, like, you don't need to have a reason. You just do it just because. And I feel like that's a better way of doing it. Anyway, because yeah. it shows you went out of your way to plan it and do it for them. Shows that you thought about it. You're thoughtful and you put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, let's go to the movies. <laughs> let's go to this. If you say McDonald's, I mean, <laughs> you have to be really attractive to take me to McDonald's on a first date. Yeah. <laughs> Or I gotta be really high. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the munchies or something. Yeah, but even then I'll be like, I want bet those. <laughs> and I want something more substantial. Yeah, something that can fill me up. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, the next one's quality time. Um, did you have anything to add to acts of service? Um, not really. I think you pretty much nailed it. <laughs> Okay. I didn't write much for it. <laughs> um, quality time. Um, being able to, like, have uninterrupted and focused conversations or just sometimes, like, simply being with the person is enough. Um, even if it's quiet, like, even if you're not talking about anything, but you're just with the person and they're right next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that can be enough. If it's not, y'all have some issues you need to talk about. Um, <laughs> need to communicate. Yes. Um, another thing could be like activities. You can be walking, camping, going to the gym together. Um, and sometimes getaways and vacations are huge. Um, again, not, I mean, you can do it for like birthdays and everything. I'm not saying like you absolutely can't, but like (laughs) when you go like, and it's not a special occasion, but you just do it or go just to do and go. Um, sometimes it can have a much bigger effect on the other person than you probably realize. Mm-hmm. And this is one of my big ones. Um, and the reason being, it's like, you're letting me know that you care about me, that I'm worthy of your time, that you're going to be present, that you're going to focus, pay attention, and listen to what I'm saying. Yes, not be on your phone. Yeah, that was a big thing for one of my hookups. He was just on his phone constantly, and I'm just like... Um, is there somebody that you need to talk to? Is there He's like, no. Is he scrolling through important? Tinder? <laughs> Pretty much. Love right, love right. Well, he was, like, texting his friends. He was, like, looking at stuff on his phone. And I'm just like, right. I'm I'm here. Can can we, like, talk, interact, maybe? I feel like, actually, I've, we could do another podcast episode about this. <laughs> about just quality time in general? Um. Yeah, but, like, the... 
the issue is with technology. Technology can be used for a good thing, but sometimes it can be really bad in the way that you get addicted to it, to where you're dependent on it. Um, whether that's through a love language, like you feel like that's how you get your love, that's how you get your, you know what I mean, like a certain amount of likes on a photo, or like a yeah. certain amount of comments, DMs, or whatever, and that makes you feel good inside. I don't yeah. feel like that should. I feel like that's toxic in a way. It is, and it's, they made it so it's addictive. I mean, it's nice. It's nice, but um, doing it in person is a much better way of having a human-to-human connection rather than doing it on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's nice that you can use it um, right away, and you can have things right away, um, but sometimes, like, so when I'm eating out with people or like i'm on a girl's date or something not like a date date but like just like an outing yeah just like with spending time yeah <laughs> i don't know why i have to make that so awkward <laughs> but um i try to make it a habit to put my phone on do not disturb and then i turn it the other way the only time i'll grab it is if i have to take a picture to like you know i don't know of like this is us okay. hanging out and sometimes I like to print them off like old fashioned photos and just keep them yeah. or hang them on my wall you just want to collect the memories or just remember yeah, that yeah because I'm a visionary I have visions my basic um, way of remembering things and knowing things and so for me that's what I excuse me um, that's what I do or if I see, like, because I do love to do photography, if I see something and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get that picture or that sunset or, like, something really big that's in front of me, I'm going to pull my phone out and take it, but then I'm going to put it away. And it's still going to be on Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of an important thing. And that's why I actually stopped really looking at my Facebook or um, I try not to look at Instagram, but I'll see it for the <laughs> memes that my sister shows me. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with TikTok. That's good. I introduced <laughs> her. My bad. <laughs> well, there's a moment where I just was scrolling through it all day, like I did with Instagram. And I was like, ooh, this is bad. Okay. And then I haven't really looked at it for a yeah. while. But yeah, it's learning to disconnect and like actually. And that can be a good thing. Like some people think it, that can be, I guess, if you're not someone who's used to disconnecting that can seem scary mm-hmm. at first because you're a person who's so attached and you're i think you get like a sense of fomo you're like fear of missing out yeah. on what news or something that like your friends going through or somebody that you like or like an idol i don't know like <laughs> when i say idol i mean huh. like a somebody you really you like to say something? No, i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm talking about, like, an actor, an actress, or somebody that you look up to. Oh, okay. In that way. <laughs> Girl, what did you think I meant? The guy who must not be named. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, I had something to add to that, but I forgot. Yeah, but quality time is big to me. And for me, it's the quality, not the quantity, because they say that's a big thing. Yeah. Like, even if it's just maybe a short outing, it'll be like, hey, you spent most of this time focused on me. I think Thank we, you. I'm not sure if we actually said this in one of our past podcast episodes, or if this was, like, just a conversation between you and me, because <laughs> we have a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but remember when I said sometimes there's been, like, talks of celebrities and 
people who are higher up who are more fortunate to have like more of an abundance of wealth and stuff mm-hmm. and they have they would have like 45 friends or like 30 best friends or something and they yeah which is one reason why post malone moved i guess to utah to but that just goes to show you like ain't nobody has that many best friends like well, they think you are the real the best ones friend. are probably less than five, um, and I feel like it doesn't even matter if you're family, if you're friends, like it or acquaintances. It doesn't matter. They're like just because you're family or something or have a connection, it doesn't mean anything unless they're willing to put the work and the effort into it. Mm-hmm. And I guess quality time would go with that. I guess. <laughs> um, the last one is um, receiving gifts. Um, and that could be like giving their favorite flowers, their game, um, a book, buy something they've been wanting for a while or that they had when they were little and for some reason they lost it and then all of a sudden you surprise them with it. I feel like that would be something that could be huge. Um, send them, sending them surprise packages, um, whether they're at work or at home or any time, um, and signing them up for classes they've been wanting or that you could take together or something, but Mm -hmm. and I liked, um, what the, one of the websites I was looking at, they were talking about gift giving, how it's symbolic for the person of your love and affection for them. So they'll treasure the time and effort you put into whatever gift you give them, even if it's small or large. Or handmade. Exactly. And so they don't need or expect large or expensive things, but they treasure what's behind the intention of the gift. Oh, yeah. As an empath, I love homemade and handmade because sometimes with being an empath or a psychic, you can feel the emotions behind it and you can feel a difference If a machine made it, there's nothing. Mm. There's, like, nothing. It almost tastes bland. (laughs) (laughs) Tastes like metal. Yeah. (laughs) But when someone makes it, um, and being that connected spiritually, you can tell there's a difference, actually. For me, I can. I can Mm. tell there's a difference. And then, or sometimes, like, in restaurants, I can be like, oh, somebody actually made this. They didn't actually buy it. Wow. So it makes me wonder if you can tell what's store-bought or what's cooked. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't do that. Not really. Sometimes I just like to tune it out and just enjoy. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I almost feel like um, like slightly depressed. Like, oh, I just paid like $50 for this. Oh, cool. I can't actually right. feel... I don't know. I feel like the human connection is something that's huge, and it gets missed out a lot on, especially now in these times, this day and age. I feel like it's just not... It's existent, but it's, like, shrinking. (laughs) Yeah. You get that? (sighs) Which is unfortunate. But then I've noticed that decline ever since, like... Maybe after college, I just felt like things were different and people communicated differently. They didn't connect as much. Like your age or just in general? I think the people after our age, like our generation, because we're millennials, it's like Gen Z. I don't know. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) 
but I just know it's the generation after us. And so I just feel like sad and a little bit by it. Right, it's almost like we got to teach them in a way. Yeah. Because people who are millennials are probably people who most likely grew up with both, right? Yeah. I grew up with box TV, watching the History (laughs) Channel. I still remember, like, the old Windows Explorer. It was like a 94 whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that dial-up. Oh, my God, having brothers or siblings... Or you, me, I guess. And you being on the phone with somebody and your mom's like, can you get off? I gotta use the phone. And you're like, God! <laughs> yeah. I remember Man. those times. It's been a while. They sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have private conversations without, like, feeling like... Oh, like phone! <laughs> I feel like someone's listening on the other end. <laughs> yep. So no sexting. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Which is why, like, I have a fear, like, today that, like, someone's listening, and that's where it comes from, because I'm like, uh. <laughs> Somebody's listening to this conversation as we know it. I'm scarred. <laughs> I didn't have that problem. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> but I'm also glad at the same time, because at a time in my life when I was young, I learned how to live, or I lived without it. And now I have to find the balance between too much and not enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I don't, I don't actually need it at all. But <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to become so dependent on technology, unfortunately. So it doesn't help that I got sucked into it, and then I stayed there. I was like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it like that. That's all I had. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just wanted to give, like, a little context or background. I don't think we mentioned this. Like, um, the five love languages, that was developed by a counselor named Dr. Gary Chapman. And he created that in 1992. So it was, like, two years before I was born. I am. Wow. Yep. I knew what we were doing before then. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how people were responding or connecting then. We were. We were just guessing. (laughs) Yeah. And he created those as a tool for people to be able to learn how to receive and express love, especially in relationships. And it doesn't have to be, like, um, a romantic relationship. It can also be extravagant and luxurious. Yeah, and it's more of, like, for everybody and anybody, like, knowing how to express and show love to your children and how they want it received. Um, You can also do that with friends, coworkers other family and yourself that's true Very ties true. into self-love you gotta know your own your own love language to give yourself that exactly and sometimes traumas can hinder that mm-hmm. um unfortunately that sucks and that will probably take you a little longer to be okay with like feeling that love language again because somebody ruined it or some some sort of event ruined it in the first place that can be hard but it is possible i have met people and i have people who are really close to me and i'm very proud of her it's okay it makes me wonder though can they just change their love language choose something different um so then they're not um acting on that trauma i guess i don't know or inhibiting it 
for her. Um, because one of them's substantial, <laughs> um, to me, but in my life. Um, but let's just say it was more so it felt like it didn't feel, it probably didn't feel wholesome. Mm. Like the base of their love language. Okay. Living without that, you're almost disconnected from part of yourself. Okay. So like all the other ones, they, they can never replace that other one. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, cause you're still missing out on that other part. And in that way, I feel like it's not a good thing to be disconnected. And those things do take time. It takes a lot of work. And your emotions will go crazy once you start opening the idea or, like, becoming open to the idea. Sorry. I had coffee this morning. You probably can't tell. (laughs) But opening yourself up to the idea um, of the possibility of healing and being okay. I mean... There's some things in this world that you never have to be okay with and you never have to get over, but healing yourself to the point where it doesn't affect you and your life and um, you're, you being you and communicating with other people and um, having that human connection is huge. Okay. And so I feel like, I mean, she, we, she did have like almost the rest of them. Um, mm-hmm. But like anytime that other love language would come up, it just, nope. It's just a block. She put up a barrier? Yeah, like big barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so in that way, you're almost disconnected to it, you know? Because mm. like I'm- I feel like I can't share too much without like saying <laughs> okay, anything. Yeah. But if she ever wanted to... I would want it to come from her, for her to be okay to share with. Mm-hmm. It just makes me wonder if they can still, like, be connected using the other ones without needing to go to that one that they probably need the most. The love language. So I was curious about that. Well, she was, I mean, she wasn't, like, I don't know if she was, excuse me, depressed all the time. Um, but it was a big it's a big part of her life. Mm, okay. So. <laughs> I just can't say for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not her, so I can't say for sure. Um, um, I guess for me, I don't know what this ties into. But for me to give you sort of an example of an understanding or something, um, my independence is a huge part of me. Mm-hmm. Because... I, um, that was the outcome of some of the traumas I went through um, or that were just traumatizing to me that may not be to other people. Mm-hmm. That was the outcome. So I do not like depending on people no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't trust people. I think they're monsters. <laughs> <laughs> <Some can. laughs> they're the real monsters um, mm-hmm. that are hiding behind a mask, yeah. a beautiful mask sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I... Fuck, I don't even know, like, how I was gonna, like, give you an understanding. <laughs> but I'm learning how to be more dependent on people, and I feel like that, in return, makes me more of a wholesome person. It mm-hmm. makes me almost feel almost complete, in a way. Um, but, like, because for a moment, I was just closed off from it, right? Because I don't want to get close to anyone. I don't, like... 
you don't want to get hurt. Yeah. That's like almost a basic yeah, it's almost like, survival instinct. I guess for me, it's almost like having the primary colors and taking one away, right? You don't have any of those opportunities underneath or any of those color changes underneath that primary color. You just have the other two. Mm-hmm. And you can live with them. You can survive with them. But yeah. you probably won't feel content or happy or necessarily like satisfied with your life. You probably won't feel like you're living to the fullest and being the best you can be, right? True. Yeah. And therapy's good. If I'll have <laughs> issues with that, therapy is really good. I am a person who's always hated therapy. I also have an aunt. <laughs> it's not recommended if you go to family members who are therapists. Um, and I always like laugh and I'm like, so how much do I owe you? <laughs> when I'm done um but for me I'm a person who likes therapeutic practices Mm -hmm. um took me a while to force them on myself and learn them and force myself to feel those emotions that I don't want to feel that I would always run away from Mm -hmm. um and that would also hinder myself like getting close to anyone of me knowing really my own love language almost because I just get lost Mm-hmm. Um, but the one I always knew was acts of service because I knew that's how my grandpa showed me how he loved me is because of how hard he worked because lord I don't know how he did all those hours <laughs> <laughs> and handled all of us kids yeah that's a big one that's pretty good did that answer any of your fucking questions? especially with your the one with the colors yeah that helped okay. a lot <laughs> that analogy helped I paint, so maybe I should stick to painting <laughs> analogies. <laughs> well, it can be any type of analogy. It doesn't have to just be art. <laughs> but that was a good one for... Thanks for making me feel better. <laughs> just kidding. <You're> welcome. <laughs> but, but that yeah. was a good one to... I mean, you can try. And you can try um, to, like... I don't know. You can't always... You can't replace people. You can't replace... Um, you can't replace things. Because that takes away from the energy that that thing, that word, that person, that plant, animal, whatever it is, it takes away from that that thing's energy. Mm. Um, it's unique and it holds its own in a way, whatever it is. Yeah. It may be similar to other things, but it is technically different. It's a different feeling almost, right? Yeah. But some of them are similar. Very interesting. Well, that kind of ties into um, how love languages can be misused. Like, um, some people can get a bit competitive, which can put a strain on their relationship. Like, they'll be keeping track of all the times they use their partner's love language compared to oh their partner gosh. using the love language towards them. You so need Jesus like, and you need to go to fucking <laughs> therapy. <laughs> You're like, you didn't love me this much. I loved you more. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. For me as a bisexual, I feel like that holds to a lot of women. (laughs) Yeah. Or they think, like, you see what they're doing for you, but then that person didn't know or didn't get it. Or to a person who doesn't understand that there's more than one... There's more than one love language, or they're just not that empathetic towards others. They're more apathetic towards others. Mm, Yeah. Maybe that's them being, like, too selfish for a reason, for a trauma, for something, and they don't themselves realize that. But, like, later down in the relationship, when y'all still have those issues and those communications errors, like, down the relationship, friendship, whatever it is, it's going to blow up. It's still going to be there. 
Mm-hmm. No, no matter what, if it bugs you in the beginning and you don't deal with it right away and you don't like communicate through it, talk through it, whatever you got to do, uh, make changes. Um, I mean, you don't necessarily need to be forceful with them, but like more of a nurture and growth type um, environment. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's not going to change. You're probably going to get a divorce. You're probably not going to be friends anymore. You're probably just going to go your different ways. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes those can be a good thing as a best act of self-love and self-care. But Yeah, especially if it was very toxic and then maybe they weren't self-aware, realized what was happening until after the relationship's over. And being self-aware can be hard because it's much easier to place the blame on something or someone else. It's so much easier to just blame them and be mad at them. When really you're probably just mad at yourself and you probably just hate yourself more. Mm-hmm. And then you probably don't have any of those <laughs> <laughs> love languages or any of that self-care um, as an outcome of it. Yeah, and in turn, you won't be able to give that to somebody else if you don't even know for yourself. Exactly, which is why they say you should always learn how to love yourself or love yourself before you can love others. It's because you can't pour from your own cup if there's nothing in it. Yep. Sometimes that can be hard because you just want the other thing, right? You you don't even you like I used to feel that way when I was um, I was gonna say smaller. When I, I've been the when same height since I was in seventh grade. Um, but when I was younger, sometimes you feel like what's my train of thought? You felt like when you were younger, you felt, felt like. like <laughs> I was like, I can't finish this turning it into a song. <laughs> um, um, fuck, what were we just talking about? It's like, if you can't love yourself, you can't love others. The way they need it, probably. Hate my life. <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> I've been on a low. I've been taking my time. <laughs> it's really gone. Holy shit. Well, hopefully that thought will come back to you. <laughs> we'll be talking about, like, the next episode, and I'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Well, then I guess I can say that um, if you don't have those love languages or if they aren't there, then it's going to be really hard to stick and connect with other people. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. So, when I was <laughs> when I was younger, I would always want the cup that was full. Um, and some of my nicknames were either monkey or <laughs> um, I had big eyes. When people explain my personality, they'd be like, she's someone with big eyes. <laughs> I didn't understand what that fucking meant. I'd be like, yo, what's wrong with my eyes? It's like, are they that I, they're huge? The, they're the same size as my cousins. <laughs> But now I know what it means is that I would want more than I would have or than I would need. But it was to a point where it was really bad. And so Mm. I would want this person to come up to me and be all perfect and the prince charming. But, like, I had major issues. I had traumas. I didn't go. I didn't process through. I had things that I didn't even accept and I was still in denial of. And so I would, like, I feel like the majority of, like, me growing up was the first part of... Um, me being young not necessarily a child but like in the teenager and up range um, I would be 
traumatizing probably all these other people (laughs) having these conversations and these situations and then growing up and being to a point where when I turned 26 it was fine I finally like learned everything and I unlearned a lot of habits that were bad and I went through all my traumas and there's a lot of work but I feel like me not knowing any of that I would just want the other person's cup to be full and then I would expect them to, to fill, fill me up. up. Yeah. And I would expect them to love me how I want to be loved, even though I didn't know my own love language. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd expect, expect them to know. Yeah. I would just expect them so much. So I'm so sorry um, <laughs> if you're someone who's <laughs> listening. And um, due to our past, if you're an ex-friend, an ex-lover, an ex-one-night stand, whoever, <laughs> um, I apologize for the way if I traumatized you or if we had a toxic relationship and friendship that's so good thanks (laughs) well I need an apology from somebody who didn't give me that (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) start writing a list (laughs) a blacklist no I won't do that to them I'll be like oh it's not like we're gonna see each other anymore so (laughs) get the black book out just kidding (laughs) List of people who owe me. <laughs> List of people who are going to die. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, that got dark fast. <laughs> That's what the black book means. Yeah. Well, I said black, and then I said black book, and then I was like, oh, maybe she doesn't know what a black book means. Well, I know red book. <laughs> There's but then I think black book is like the death note. Yeah, like people okay. Die so you know it. what yeah. it means. That's, yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's why I said it got dark pretty fast. <laughs> Want people dead? Yeah. <laughs> See what happens when you have communication errors? No, I'm just kidding. True. <laughs> um, okay, go, keep going. Okay. Um, oh, there was, like, another thing that I read in an article, and they said that the five love languages, they're not there to fix your relationship. They're only just one of many tools that you can use to help your communication in the relationship but most of it is between each person and how they control and handle or manage their behaviors and emotions wow yeah and so i was just like wow that's so deep (laughs) i'm gonna write this down (laughs) that's why i wrote it down (laughs) but yeah Um, it's only just like to help you get to a point i guess where you can talk about it with a sub person or yeah and like come to a mutual understanding i guess Yes, because you can't expect to give other people your love language and expect them to return it how you want it in that same way. Right? You gotta, like... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you'd have to have, like, a full-on conversation and be, like, friends and... um, Like, it wouldn't be a small talk thing. But after a while, you'd probably notice or have that conversation just being very blunt about it being like whether it's a first date or something or um you're just dating in general or anything or friendship wise um being like this is my love language and having that conversation and be like what's yours yeah and maybe also giving examples and they're like oh okay this is what you like instead of them anticipating what they think you'll like right (laughs) because That helped fix my mom, my stepdad's um, marriage all these years later. Um, 
I had to tell her you can't just expect that of people because she would. You can't you can't expect that of your sons to do what me and you were able to survive. You can't expect those things from those people because they don't know. They don't know. They didn't go through the traumas. They didn't. Um, you know, different people have different ways of growing up, different traumas, different things they like, different love languages. Mm-hmm. Everyone's all different. You can't expect the same thing from everyone and you ex- can't expect them to give you so much um, when they don't know yeah, and when they different do experience. something wrong um, I know like and whether it's a child or something you want to spank them you, or smack them <laughs> or hit them <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> or you want to start yelling and you get really frustrated um, and that could be in a relationship a child a sibling a friend whatever it is a parent um if you're reparenting your parent or something or vice versa um but you can you'd have to like you're gonna have to sit down and have an actual conversation and be like i don't like that if they don't understand the first time then i know it sucks but being patient with people you have to learn how to be patient um sometimes Telling them is not enough, but you need that person to comprehend, to really understand, because nothing will happen if they don't comprehend it, if they don't understand or truly realize it themselves, Mm -hmm. that what they're doing, oh, she doesn't like that, oh, she doesn't want me to do this, oh, she doesn't want me to buy her this stuff, it's not doing anything for her. Yeah. But then the other person probably feels like, I just bought you all this shit. Why the fuck are you acting like this? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and then you probably, like, run into that sort of dilemma. I don't know. but Yeah, it's possible. And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable because they're yeah. going to have to revisit the experience again to be like, oh, now I finally get it. Exactly. I finally understand what you meant by that. Right. Whatever you said. And at the end of the day, um, people who want to be in your life just want to be closer to you. And sometimes taking that extra time to be patient and whether if you're a person who resorts to violence first (laughs) or you're a screamer, um, sometimes those things can be like very traumatizing to the other person. Um, And that can start a role of a toxic relationship or... Later on, it can carry on to bigger, worse things. Um, but sometimes taking the time to be patient and taking a deep breath, whether you have to, like, sometimes I can be a yeller. And so for me, I have to turn around and I have to go somewhere. I have, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I have to go outside. I, I tell people, I need you to stop talking. I am going to turn around and I'm going to go away. And you have to stop asking me questions. <laughs> This conversation is done. We're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'll come back later when I'm calm and I'll be like, okay, let's have a conversation about this. Let me teach you what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Um, there's been stories of like love languages um, sort of thing with children. I mean, like people have, um, you know, used to spank them and stuff. Um, there was this one couple who, when they're a toddler or, you know, when their child would get very upset and have tantrums. They would let them have their tantrum, and then later on they would go to them and they would start having a conversation about kind of like, why do you feel this way? Yeah, revisiting Um, the moment yeah, talking them through it. Almost like a therapeutic kind of thing, um, a therapy thing. Mm -hmm. But it helped them, and it changed that child. And that child wasn't then, like, looking at it more so as trauma or more so, like, they get fear. They've grown fear for that now. 
Um, Because later on, when they start finding a mate, they're going to start connecting that subconsciously with their new mate. If their mate starts yelling, it starts hitting, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe that causes, like, a trauma reaction or something. Almost like a PTSD. It doesn't have to be really bad, but it's to the point where it causes issues. And that's what then that child looks for in love relationships. That's what they look for in friend relationships. Why? Because that's what they know. That's That's what their parents did. That's what they lived with. Or their guardian did. Yeah. And so sometimes getting them used to talking... Um, getting yourself used to, instead of yelling or hitting or something, getting yourself used to having a therapeutic session with them, um, no matter what their age is, uh, unless they're a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Then they probably can't communicate. (laughs) Right, obviously. (laughs) Um, But you know what I mean? Because then later on in life, that sets them up to talk things through. It does. That so sets they, them up to not, like, get in the habit of starting to yell and cause, like, a bigger reaction towards you. And then, you know what I mean? And then just, causing like, feeds off of each other. Issues where they're going to want to avoid conflict, yeah. confrontation. Oh they're not going to want to And they're going to start running away. Whether it's running away to drugs, sex. Um, Using something like an unhealthy coping food, mechanism. Food, whatever it is. Yeah, that's true. It's an awful feeling. It's not something that you'd want to instill in your children and then have them have that pattern yeah. as well. I feel like it's a huge issue, you know, when you really think about it. Like, yeah. They're either running away in that type of way where they run to food, sex, um, drugs, bad habits of, you know, like vandalism or something, or they could be depriving themselves of food. And instead of running running towards it, they could be, like, depriving themselves, and then you get into self-harm and stuff like that. Because that was my thing. Yeah. Check me. All the above. <laughs> <laughs> Issues. Check. <laughs> um, but I learned to work through that as a person, and it was hard. It sucked. There were times where I just wanted to die, and I would be like, you know, I feel like it'd be more peaceful if I was just dead. Yeah. It's like, it'd but, be better that way, but, yeah. you know. But then, I already had a brother who passed away. Yeah. And so I think part of me learning something from that is that, look how it affected my life when he passed away, you know? And then I try to, like, tell myself to reminisce and being like, it's okay. You're not alone. There are people who love you. It doesn't feel like it right now. Um, but there are people who love you. And I also am now in the habit of, like, I'll text my mom and be like, are you home? Can I have a hug? And she'll come up and give me a hug and kiss. Aww, and then I'll start nice. crying. That I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm still learning. Yeah. And still stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still a process. It's probably one that's never going to end. It's a process yeah. to learn what you need. Some wounds never heal, and that's okay. That's totally fine. That's why you get cool battle scars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying, like, hey, I lived through this. That's yeah. amazing how I managed to get through it. My brother Donnie, um, he's a surgeon, and I asked him if I wanted to get a nose job because I have a curved nose, and I've always, um, in high school and everything, I was called a witch's nose, and I've always been made fun of it, or mm. been made fun of it because of fuck whatever (laughs) (laughs) making it all complicated and shit um but i always make fun of it and i said i went up to him and i was like if you fixed my nose um so it was a little smaller there was no curve if you fixed the scar on my forehead so it wouldn't be seen 
would you give me a discount or I'd be more or so comfortable with you doing it versus um, because he's a, a surgeon versus surgeon, somebody yeah. else who I don't know and he said no I would never do that to you oh my god I almost want to cry 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 <laughs> because, <Process> it. <laughs> because your scars make you beautiful because it means you survived so much and that you're so strong and he said I would never want you to do that um I know it's tempting but um you know another thing I think of this was my ancestor's nose this is my father's nose it defines you into that family. <sighs> yeah, exactly. And when my child is here, when it grows up, they're going to look at me and they're going to want a nose job or something. How am I going to talk to them when I'm the person who did it? When I'm the person who wasn't strong enough to handle that? Like something that seems so small, you know? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you can tell them all you want and try and forbid it, but they'll still want right. to do it, maybe, on their own. Right. You can only influence people. You can't save them or do anything else, unless you're an actual doctor or something. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Kudos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my brother's always told me that, and he said, I would never do that to you, because it would take away from your beauty. And those scars mean you survived something, and that is beautiful in itself. Mm-hmm. So I always try and tell myself that when I think, oh, if maybe if I had enough money, because there are a lot of influencers in our world that have, like, they get their teeth done, veneers, which are temporary and have to be done every eight to ten years, just so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they go to, the like, these different countries to get their nose job, filler in their cheeks, get their eyebrows up with a string in them, um, get their filler in their lips, and all this stuff, and that's cool if it helps you, like... I don't know, if there's some sort of thing, rare thing, like your nostril, your actual nostril um, holes near the top, not the bottom, the top, (laughs) Mm -hmm. are smaller than normal, or there's something wrong with that, and you have overgrown skin a little bit, and so it's harder for you to breathe, Mm -hmm. go get a nose job. Yeah, that's why it's there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But if you just want it just for the looks and stuff of it, Mm -hmm. I would say that's toxic mindset, and you shouldn't. Yeah, it might make you feel fun. happy, like temporary, right? Yeah, like a one night stand. Yeah, <laughs> it's it great in the moment, but it then won't satisfy you. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it's more of like appearance that compared to functionality. Exactly. Like they do those just so people can be able to increase their well being, not increase yeah. their like appearance sometimes although there can be very toxic with like models nowadays celebrities and then people look at that and they're like well you don't see anybody have a big nose who's a celebrity or anything really yeah it's unfortunate or they have three four five different ones because um the tissue in their or the cartilage or whatever in their nose like collapses then they gotta have another one to like fix that up and then they gotta have another one (laughs) you know the cycle it just doesn't end yeah it's unfortunate well, I think we learned from that. Love your scars. Love everything about yourself. Yep. Oh. Um. Um. And basically, that's all for our podcast today. Um. Thank you for listening. 
if you did tune in. Um, please rate and or follow our show. If you're interested, we will have our social media info in our sh- show description. Or you can um, go to our Anchor page. It should be connected to whatever platform you're using. Um, and... We have a fun little Spotify poll. It's completely optional, and sometimes they're just dumb, stupid, and fun. Um, totally anon- anonymous. almost said that word wrong. Um, if you click the Now Playing screen um, and scroll to the bottom, that's where you'll find it. And until next time. Redefine your divine. divine.